All right, welcome to the Basement Sports and Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Jordy Dereniak, and today I got a got a got a good show for you. Not too long, not too short. Uh, uh, as far as any news, I don't really have anything I want to go over. Uh, well, actually, uh, yes, Michael Porter Jr. from the Denver Nuggets, he got a massive deal. Five years worth up to $207 million. I think that's, I think it's way too soon to be giving him that kind of money. I I think the sample size is just way too small to see, again, justifying that kind of a payday. I get that Denver's trying to make sure they have pieces in place to help help out Nikola Jokic, which they should be, but I think it's it's banking a lot on a, a little observation with with uh with uh when it comes to this kind of signing. I think Porter Jr. I think they should have waited to see what he's what he can do this season before giving him a huge payday. At least that's what I think. I think it's a little bit of a rush. All right. Other than that, though, I want to dive into college football. And, uh, yeah, college football, we had a fun weekend. We really did. A couple crazy upsets. Clemson went down again, this time at NC State. They lost in two overtimes while losing 27-21. to And I was surprised that they lost this game. Well, I wasn't too surprised, but I I mean, this is time to hit the panic button for Clemson. Two losses through three games. I know the first was to Georgia, but that's no excuses. This team should not have two losses before we're in October. That's just not what Clemson football's been used to and what Clemson football's been about. We've been used to Clemson being a national title contender the last few years. And now this season, they really just, they don't look at all like the team we've been used to seeing. And I'm I'm curious to see what they can do this upcoming weekend against Boston College. That's going to be another tough game for them because that's a similar quality opponent as to what they just played this last week in NC State. And the Clemson offense just has not come alive. They're, they just, they don't score. They don't, they don't take it. This team has too much talent on it, on paper, for them to be performing as badly as they are. And it's one of those things where I don't really know what the fix is. I mean, the offensive line definitely needs some work. Is is it really that simple, though? Because they, they're just flat. They, they aren't doing anything that we've been used to them, used to seeing them do. And again, with them playing Boston College this week, that's a, the Clemson Tigers are being considered a 15-point favorite for this game, and they shouldn't be considered a 15-point favorite against anyone right now, because the Boston and plus Boston College, they're actually a good team, according to Pro Football Focus. They have them as the second best overall team right now. I mean, granted, they're not actually the second best team because they're not better than Alabama etc etc et but that's still a very good measurement to see where they're standing with those teams as and, and uh their third graded third uh, third offensively 
Lee in 11th defensively. Boston College is built to be able to give Clemson a nightmare. And I really don't know that I can trust the Tigers to pull this off, especially because, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's 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 a scary time if you're a tiger it's again it's a very scary time if you're a tigers fan because this is another game where they're going to be pushed to the very end and i don't know if they can potentially avoid that one and three start which they have to avoid it they they really do and it's gonna be um, it's relying on whether or not their offense can finally get going and wake up their defense is great at Clemson but the offense it's it's just not where it needs to be once again and I I don't see Clemson Clemson getting it figured out super fast but I got a feeling that they will get it figured out in the next few weeks. But, again, is that going to be a killer as far as this week goes? We're going to have to see. And then another big upset we had was Iowa State went down playing at Baylor, 31-29. to Tight game. But the Baylor Bears, who are another PFF, highly graded on PFF, they rank fourth overall. So the Baylor Bears are definitely looking very good, and Jerry Bohan and their quarterbacks having a nice year. So the Baylor Bears, they're looking, they look probably like the, they, they that's a team that could be the best in the Big 12 right now, because Oklahoma, Oklahoma is not playing the way that you'd expect either. Oklahoma had another tight, tight win, 16-13. to And that's another team that we expect a lot more from the offense than what we've seen. And they they don't have it. They just don't have it. And it's, again, another matter of what, when does this offense wake up and start to become what we expect. I mean, Lincoln Riley, he's hes an offensive guru. What's going on? He should be able to figure this out. I, 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 I don't get what's going on there. It's been a weird year like that in, in general, in all honesty. Two big programs like Oklahoma and Clemson not doing what you expect. It's, it's again, it's, it's odd. And it, it, it just, it's one of those things that shouldn't be, but hey. Hopefully it opens the door for some fun craziness in college football because that's one of the things that makes the sport so great. And then as far as some other notable scores, Georgia won 62-0 against Vanderbilt. They had, and as a matter of fact, Georgia nearly had as many points as Vanderbilt did yards. It's, it's... (laughs) It's just it's amazing how badly Georgia just clobbered the Commodores in that game. I I I just don't I just don't get uh, and they just don't get how <laughs> they uh that that could be so so lopsided like that. But uh uh the other big games we had Notre Dame and Clemson at Soldier Field. Fighting Irish won 41-13. And that was a game that was a lot closer earlier on. 
but eventually Notre Dame was able to pull away as Wisconsin just didn't have the offense. And, uh, yeah, I just because this is also, um, this is a largely Michigan based podcast, uh, I got to bring up what happened to the two Michigan teams. The Wolverines, they started off hot against Rutgers, they were up 20 to 3 at halftime. But they only win twenty to thirteen. Is their their offense went stagnant as soon as the run game couldn't get get going the way they were wanting it, and that's exactly one of the things I'm concerned about with this Michigan team is are they able to win games when they have have to throw 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 it more than they have because they really haven't had to throw other than when they absolutely needed to. And when you can dominate with the run game early on in the season, it makes things just easy. And Michigan, again, hasn't been challenged much in that way. And Michigan will be tested this weekend. They will be playing at Wisconsin. And Wisconsin does have a tough defense, especially up front. And they will very likely not allow Michigan to run the ball the way they've been used to. So that's another big game for them. And then Michigan State... Won a tough home game against Nebraska. They were they weren't looking too good, <clears throat> as their offense fell very flat in the second half. Half, but they were able to get a uh, I believe it was kickoff return for a touchdown, town to tie the game and send it into overtime. And then from overtime, they were able to get a field goal to take the win. So both Michigan teams are four and zero. But it, but uh, there is question marks with both teams. Is Michigan State, Nebraska is not a very good team, but Michigan State, they fought, they got through it. Can they be undefeated when they play Michigan? We'll have to see. The schedule isn't too tough, but again, we're going to learn more about this Michigan State team as time goes on. And Michigan has their first big test with Wisconsin. I think we are going to learn a lot about Michigan from that game as well. And then the uh, uh, yeah, as far as for this upcoming week, I, I think we got some fun games. It's it's really nice, and it starts Friday. Big Ten action, number five Iowa at Maryland. The spread is Iowa minus three and a half. And this is a fun game because both teams are graded very highly on pro football focus. Maryland 12th overall, Iowa 15th overall. Maryland, they're doing it different ways though too. Maryland's doing it with their offense, Iowa's doing it with their defense. And that's what makes this game so interesting to me is because it's going to test each team's biggest strength against each other. And I think that's really fun, especially because Maryland quarterback Talia Tagovailoa has been having a very good year through four games. He's had 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns, only one interception. So I think Maryland's going to be in a very position, good position to keep this close. As far as three and a half points, you know what? It's on the road for Iowa. I think... I got a, I got a good, I got a feeling about Maryland. I do. I got a feeling about Maryland, so I'm gonna take the Terps. I think that them plus three and a half is the way to go there. And then as far as Saturday's action, 
we got a huge one. Number eight, Arkansas. Number two, Georgia. The Bulldogs are at home. Uh, Razorbacks are coming off another big win where they beat Texas A&M. And I think this Arkansas team is... I don't think they're getting enough respect yet. And that's evidenced to me by the fact that Georgia's an 18.5-point favorite for this game. Georgia's a great team, but I think Arkansas is being disrespected by being expected to get beaten by that much of a margin. I think Arkansas plus 18.5 is a bit... I think that's an easy one. Take that bet. Because both these teams are... They're both genuinely good, and when you get two genuinely good teams on the field with each other, it's 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 tough, especially in conference play. It it can be tough to separate like that, and I I I don't think that you should put your money on on that on Georgia to cover that is take Arkansas plus eighteen and a half, and then Michigan number fourteen Michigan at Wisconsin. Badgers are a two-point favorite, and I definitely take Wisconsin to cover. I think Wisconsin wins this game, and quite honestly, it's going to be tight just because I don't think either team's offense is going to put up a lot of points, but I think Michigan's inabilities passing-wise are going to be what comes up in the end to make them lose this game. But again, we haven't really seen Michigan have to throw it a lot yet. So Michigan can prove something, but I don't think they will. At least I'm not willing to bet on it. Wake Forest is a six and a half point favorite against Louisville on their home turf. Wake Forest has been playing very good. They're top 10, I believe, on pro football focus overall. And six and a half points, you know what? Give, give me the six and a half points. Wake Forest has been looking great. They're undefeated. I know Louisville's three and one, but the Demon Deacons, they just look really good. And then big game, seven Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Since he's a two-point favorite. And see, this is a tough one for me just because... Well, actually, I, Jack Cohn got hurt last week, the starting QB for Notre Dame. And if he doesn't go this week, this becomes very interesting, especially because the Bearcats' defense is very good. And the Notre Dame offensive line can give up pressure. Wisconsin had, I believe, it was five sacks last week. And I, I think Cincinnati can give them a lot of trouble. I think if no Jack Cohn out there, I think Cincinnati does go on the road and pick up a nice win. I really do. I like Cincinnati in this game. And then number 12, Ole Miss at number 1, Alabama. That's going to be a very fun game, especially because Ole Miss has a lot of offense, and that can really challenge Alabama's defense and make things interesting, which is why I don't get that at why Alabama's a 14.5-point favorite for this game, especially because Ole Miss also has Matt Corral at quarterback. He's, he's one of the top Heisman candidates right now. He's responsible for 14 touchdowns through three games, and I think I think that's uh, I think that's going to show up in this game against Alabama. And Alabama, I remember they were I believe it was a 15 and a half point favorite when they played Florida. Bama only won that game 31 to 29, and I think this is another one of those games where the Bama defense is going to be tested in a way that that really 
makes Bama actually have to play a good competitive football game. It's not going to be an easy blow them out type of game for Bama. Number number three, Oregon at Stanford. Oregon is an eight point favorite, and I, eight points. I'll take Stanford just because I I was skeptical about uh, UCLA beating Stanford on the road last week, and Stanford lost by double digits. I think Oregon's a better team than UCLA, so give give me. Give me uh give me Oregon to cover that. And then another game I like here, Oklahoma at Kansas State. Oklahoma's a ten and a half point favorite, but again, their offense has not been rolling and Kansas State has given them trouble in recent years. So I think I think take Kansas State plus ten and a half in that game. I think that'll be nice as far as your bets go. And then number 21, Baylor at 19, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a three and a half point favorite. I take Baylor in this game all day. The Bears went out, they at home last week knocked off Iowa State, picked up a nice top 25 win for themselves. And they, uh, they grade very highly on pro football focus as well. Baylor. Baylor, I think, goes on the road and they extend their win win streak. They go up to five and zero, in my opinion. Take Baylor plus three and a half. Indiana at Penn State. I know Penn State's fourth in the country, but this is another matchup where these two teams usually play pretty good competitive games. And the Nittany Lions are being given twelve and a half points. Take Indiana plus twelve and a half. It's going to be closer than that. And the Hoosiers are good enough on offense to actually make that happen. And again, as I mentioned earlier, Clemson does not deserve to be a 15-point favorite against anyone. But they are, as they play Boston College this week. And I say take Boston College plus 15. And hell, they might even win it outright. The way Clemson's been playing, they might. I, uh... But you got to think with Clemson being at home, they'll win. So that's why I'm not telling you to take the money line. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Boston College definitely covers that. Yeah, college, it's, it's going to be a fun week this week. Week, and those are what I think will be the best bet picks for you in each matchup. And to me, the game of the week is definitely going to be that Georgia-Arkansas game. And it's fun. We get to get it at noon as well. We get to start the day off with with such a great game. And I, I'm I'm curious to see how good Arkansas looks in this game because Arkansas's they've beaten Texas, they've beaten Texas A and M, but now they get to play one of the big boys, the the top dogs in the entire country, number two team in the nation in Georgia. How how do they stack up? That's going to be a really fun thing to see, and I'm excited. I think they stack up well, though. I think it's a within 10-point game, but Georgia does win it. All right, as far as NFL is concerned, we got a fun week as well. It starts tomorrow night with Bengals hosting the Jaguars. And this last week in football, we, we had a good one, and the Chiefs 
Chiefs fall to 1-2 and two after losing 30-24 to 24 on their home turf to the Chargers. They, they will be fine, though. It's nothing to freak out about. about. But their defense is a nightmare. Their defense is dead last on PFF. And that's something that definitely needs to change if the Chiefs want to want to accomplish their ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl. But they'll be good going forward as far as regular season plays concerned. And then the Ravens beat the Lions on a record-setting field goal, 66 yards. So Lions fans had a very, very sad Sunday. And especially because on the same drive, there was a delay of game penalty that should have been called on Baltimore, but it was not. And that allowed the Ravens to keep the drive going, get in the range, and then rest was history. And uh, I really really think uh, we, we learned some things too because the Steelers lost 24 to 10 at home to the Bengals. And you even heard Tyler Boyd, a wide receiver for the Bengals, say during the last stretch of the game, or last part of the game, that they gave up. And that that is definitely not something you want to hear one of your rivals saying about your effort on the field. So the Steelers, Steelers definitely got some soul-searching to do. And then I also saw the Packers, they played a tough game with the 49ers. The Packers dominated the first half, but the 49ers, they made they made a good effort to come back in the second half, but it wasn't enough. Packers went 30-28. to And then the big game of the week, of course, was the LA Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brady versus Stafford. McVay versus Arians. And it was it was a good game, but the Rams were just the better team. And one thing that just really showed up, especially in that game, is the lack of pressure the Buccaneers get. The Buccaneers are dog shit at getting pressure. They have they're dead last in sacks with only three sacks right now. They have the worst pressure percentage at or uh they have the worst sack percentage at two percent. And they're 22nd in total pressures. They're not getting it done up front, and that's causing some problems in the secondary because we saw big plays giving up like a big touchdown pass to Deshaun Jackson. And I, 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 the Buccaneers got some things to figure out on defense as well as they they were not the better team in that game. It ended 34-24, to 24, but it was it was it, it didn't feel as close. It felt more like a 34-17 game. And I I also thought it was crazy that Tom because Tom Brady played a good game. He threw for over 400 yards, had a one touchdown pass, one rushing, and it went it went it went went to no use. The Buccaneers defense couldn't keep the Rams from just dominating and that's going to be something to keep an eye on because this that game could have been an NFC championship preview as far as we know and i'm i'm going to and i would be excited to see that but we'll see all right as far as this week's actions concerned i know i mentioned the jaguars and bengals and the bengals are a seven and a half point favorite against the jaguars I do think the Jaguars are that bad, and the Bengals are at home. The Bengals are actually looking pretty good. Take the Bengals to cover that minus 7.5. 
Joe Burrow looked great last week. Jamar Chase as well. Those two are definitely picking up where they left off in college together. And I'm I'm excited to see what they can do this week. All right. Washington at Atlanta. The football team is a minus one and a half point favorite. But I got a feeling Atlanta's going to win at home. I, I, I like the Falcons at home. Take them plus one and a half. And then big the biggest spread of the week. Bills minus 16 against the Texans. The Bills are at home, and I think they cover. And it's in large part due to the fact that Texans will be starting Davis Mills at quarterback. That's a horrible situation. And the Texans just straight up suck. They're garbage. And I think the Bills are, I mean, the Bills are a great team. They got Josh Allen at quarterback. They got Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders at receiver. Defense is playing better. The Bills look great right now. The Lions at the Bears. So the Bears are a three-point favorite, and this is an interesting game. And it really is interesting, especially because how bad the Bears looked last week. Is is they lost twenty six to six to the Browns, and this is one of those games for the Lions where it's one of the few they might be able to win. And the way if Justin Fields starts again, Justin Fields I like a lot, but he's not ready to be a starter yet. I think he's gonna take too long to get the ball out if. Because I don't know that Andy Dalton's going to play that game as of right now. And I think it's going to lead to a lot of issues as far as taking sacks like last week. And I could actually see the Lions taking this one. But I'm going to take the Lions plus three. Give me the points. And I will. I can't believe I said that. But yeah, Lions plus three. Panthers and Cowboys... Cowboys at home. Dallas is a four and a half point favorite. I like the Panthers is a plus four and a half. Both of these teams are playing very well. Both can play on offense. And I think it'll be a close fun game. Game to watch. I just, I I think Carolina is better to take this on the spread though. Colts at the Dolphins. Miami is a two-point favorite. Colts are seeking their first win. Likely going to be Jacoby Brissett for the Dolphins again. And you know what? I want the Colts plus two. I think the Colts are going to get their first win this week. And I think that'll be a good pick-me-up for them because they could really use it right now. Browns at the Vikings. The Browns are a minus two-point favorite. And the Vikings, they Kirk Cousins in particular looks great right now. But the Vikings defense isn't very good, and the Browns are much better balanced. I think the Browns offense gives the Vikings defense a lot of problems, and the Browns defense can give the Vikings offense enough issues so the Browns win this game and cover a measly two points. Giants at the Saints. New Orleans is a seven and a half point favorite, and I say to take that just because the Giants are a terrible team, and the Saints have actually been pretty—they've been pretty good so far with Jameis Winston as their starter. I like what they're doing, and again, the Giants—they suck. They're dog shit, 
It's uh, they choked last week on their home turf against Atlanta, losing seventeen to fourteen. Saints are a better team. Take the Saints. And that is this. This one to me is the easiest of the week. Titans at the Jets. Tennessee is a seven-point favorite. Take the Titans all day. The Jets are they. The Jets they make your eyes want to bleed to watch play right now. They just don't have the talent on offense or defense to make things interesting. And their quarterback right now is lead tied for the league lead in interceptions. So I. I don't think it's going to go very well for the Jets. Chiefs at the Eagles. Chiefs are a seven-point favorite, but I'm going to take the Eagles plus seven just because the Chiefs have not been playing defense, and I think that's going to bite them in the ass again. They're going to end up giving... It's going to end up closer than it should. The Rams at the Cardinals. The Rams are four-and-a-half-point favorites, and this is a tough division game. But I actually do like the Rams to cover this minus four and a half just because the Cardinals, outside of Kyler Murray, I'm not really confident in that team as a whole yet. And But I am really confident in the Rams, especially after seeing them beat the Buccaneers the way they did this last week. I think the Rams are currently looking like the best team in football. And I think they're going to show that again this Sunday on their home turf against Arizona. Seattle at San Francisco. Niners are a minus two and a half point favorite. But here's what I think. I think the Niners drop a second straight game at home. I think they're going to lose again. They lost last week at home to the Packers. And now I think they lose this week at home to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are one and two. They won their first game, lost their last two. That includes a meltdown against the Titans. But Seattle's desperate. They're looking for a win. This is a division game. I think Seattle's going to respond and come out and get the win. Plus, they got Russell Wilson as QB, and you got to trust Russ. Denver, minus one point favorite against Baltimore. Broncos are at home. And I think this is a game that it's going to be another fun one. I, I, I think this is a tight game, and I really do go back and forth on who wins this. And I think in the end of the day, I think it's going to be Baltimore handing Denver their first loss. Baltimore did not look this last good week against or last week against Detroit. And I, I think they respond by playing a much better game. And Denver, Denver, while they're uh, they are undefeated, the teams they've beaten are a combined zero and nine right now. So Denver, I think in their first test, I think they get exploited. Steelers are minus six and a half, or I'm sorry, Green Bay is a minus six and a half point favorite against the Steelers, but I think taking the Steelers plus six and a half is the smarter move. The Steelers defense is great, and I think they can keep this game close enough with the Packers to where the Packers can't cover that. I do think the Packers win, but it's going to be a closer game. And then the big Sunday night game, the biggest game of the week, one of the biggest we've ever had, Tom Brady returns to New England to take on Bill Belichick and the the Patriots. What more could we ask for? Brady versus Belichick part one for Sunday night football? I love it. The Buccaneers are a seven-point favorite, 
And I do think the Buccaneers cover. I just think the Buccaneers are a much better team than the Patriots are right now. And I think it's going to be a very sweet day for Tom Brady. I really do. I think he's going to have a very good game. He's going to be very motivated to just tear up tear up the defense, I think. And then our last game of the week, Monday night, Chargers and Raiders. Chargers are at home. They're a three-and-a-half point favorite. The Raiders are 3-0. and The Chargers are 2-1. and But the... Uh, but the, uh, to me, I think the Raiders are due for a loss. They almost lost last week to Miami while they were at home. And I think this week on the road, I think the Chargers get them. I think the Chargers cover three and a half points as well. I'm, I'm a big believer in the Chargers right now, especially after knocking off the Chiefs last week. And the Raiders, again, I think are simply due for a loss. And... Those are the games for this week. In terms of the game that I think is going to be the best this week, I think the game to watch this week is going to be the Browns and the Vikings. I think that's actually going to be a really good game. As to where I know the Brady-Belichick, it's a big storyline and whatnot, but I don't think that actually ends up being as good of a game as we want it to be. And, yeah. All right, that, that's all I got for today. Um, as always, please check out our website, basementsportsandentertainment.com. It's the word and, not the symbol. We have a lot of great content on there. And uh, as tweeted out the other day, the podcast will be on regularly on Wednesdays now at 6 o'clock. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, follow us on Twitch, BasementSAE. Follow us on Twitter at BasementSAE. Um, yes, yeah, please, again, spread the word, and have a great night.